Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, and before we get into this, I need to say that my podcast is now on iTunes, so go check me out there if that's where you normally get your music, podcasts, radio shows, or anything like that. But yes, I am now on iTunes, it's a big milestone, and I've also passed 3,000 downloads! So that's another big milestone. Okay, yes, I'm done hurting your ears. Let's get back to the news. Ford F-250 XL Super Duty looks awesome on 26-inch Ford Giotto. Or basically, they're what I assume to be forged 26-inch rims, and uh, I kind of disagree. It's not bad. However, they're too big. Hyundai's hard at work at developing new i30 TCR tin top racer. And if you don't know what the i30 is, I believe it's an Elantra, but they call it the i30 elsewhere. So, yes, there you go. Mercedes has issued eight new recalls in the USA all at once. Sauber is switching to Honda F1 power next season. Why they would is beyond anyone. Honda's new Civic Coupe look awesome in Global Rally Cross, and I watched. The season over for Global Rally, Global Rally Cross today. And let's just say Scott Speed is an animal. Just a complete animal. He's just Speed Racer. We need to change his name to Speed Racer because he keeps winning all the races. The only finals he didn't win were the ones he didn't take part in. It's that bad. It, it was kind of funny. But then again, when you know Volkswagen are going to win all the time, like Mercedes in F1, it was like, well, you know, what, what's the point? We all know they're going to win. But Global Rally Cross is just, is just, you know, it's still exciting to watch. So, yeah. There you go. Canada slaps Mitsubishi Electric with one with 13.4 million fine for for bid rigging car parts, and I don't know what that means, but we'll get into it in part two. Ford's next C platform to embrace alternative powertrains, which is a pretty good idea. Let's just hope that they're good alternative powertrains rather than just any alternative powertrain. New BMW X2 comes to play out on the Nurburgring, and news about the GoFundMe, supposedly from a few Viper owners, and yes. They are going to the ring. I mean, they're probably still looking for a bit more money to, you know, keep the cost down. But apparently, they're going, which is awesome. And honestly, I'm so pumped. I I was more pumped when I first heard it than right now, because I already know. But I am so excited to see how the ACR does on the ring. I don't know. I'm just curious how far ahead the ACR is going to be by the time the big straight comes along. uh, You know, before the finish line. Because it's going to have to be a big big enough gap to hold off the 918, and potentially the Lamborghini uh, Huracan will, you know, go faster edition, essentially. But I am just so excited. And we're going to get, we'll do a bit of gaming news. Mostly two, well, three. One, Gran Turismo Sport is the the open, the closed beta, I think, is now closed, and the open beta will be coming. Dirt 4 has finally the first official trailer, and yes, finally, we have a Dirt 4, which I am very excited about. I mean, we've been waiting for that for so long. Dirt Rally was aw- is awesome, but Dirt 4, I am just praying, is going to be even better. And then, Hoplos has decided, you know what, let's put some lunacy into Horizon 3. And so, you know, if any of you have played the crew, you know they have the uh, they have that sort of stunting area out in Nevada, in the desert. Okay, well, Forza was like, yeah, you know what, let's do that. But let's do it better. And as far as I can tell, they have done it better, and it's amazing. It's if you've ever wanted to drive on a Hot Wheels track, but you can never shrink yourself down or be able to push the car because it's made of metal and plastic, 
Well, now you can, but in Forza. Because now you can drive on Hot Wheels style tracks, and you can go over loops and jumps, and long story short, Xbox, Microsoft is not is not helping my case at all for wanting to get an Xbox One just so I can play that DLC, because that DLC is awesome. Can't quite remember when it comes out, though. So yeah, that is your gaming news. Not much, but I'll try to do better next time. Anyway, though, we need to get back onto regular, real car news. Actually, I just remembered something that I read a little bit earlier on. Now, I don't know what the agency is for this, but if any of you have been keeping up with the Dodge Demon recently, you'll have heard that some organization wants to get the Demon banned from public rules because they're saying it's too fast. And I'm going to be honest here, I'm a firm believer in brand bias towards, you know, when the media has brand bias towards certain brands. You know, Mercedes, you know, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, all those other brands that they tend to openly express opinions that quite quite quickly prove their hypocrisy. And I feel like the demon is no exception. And so, like I said, they wanted they want to ban it because they say it's too fast for the road and mostly probably because it can do zero to sixty in two point three seconds. And I just want to point out or prove to you why this is, frankly, them whining that Dodge has made a really fast car. So and we'll, we'll go with one of the best examples out there, the Tesla Model S P100D. That can do 0 to 60 in 2.38 seconds. And before you say, yeah, but it's only going to be a matter of time before Tesla is faster than a demon, I get that because of instant torque, the Tesla, that, te that it does give it an advantage. But as far as I know, the P100D is all-wheel drive. And a lot of us know that all-wheel drive tends to be faster from 0 to 60 than rear-wheel drive. So I quite like to see a rear-wheel drive P100D and see how fast that goes from 0 to 60. But anyway, small rant aside, no one wants the Tesla Model S ban, or the P100D ban, because of its ludicrous mode. Because it, And I don't get it, because that can go 0 to 60 just as quickly, and yet no one's cried about it. And if anything, the Tesla is more dangerous, because, and I've said this time and time again, the people who will buy the Demon, they're, they're not all going to be fully qualified drivers, but more of them... My, more of them will have, you know, like Mustangs or Camaros or more performance cars, so they'll be more used to, you know, insane, insane acceleration or whatever. They'll be more used to, like I said, extreme acceleration and top speed and handling and whatever. So the Demon will, of course, be a lot faster, but some of them will be able to handle it because they're, because they're used to driving cars that are ridiculously fast. But Tesla owners, Tesla buyers, I should say, the kind of people that buy Teslas, on one hand, they're either young, but they're all part of, you know, some environmentalist society, or they're, pe or they're old people who have enough money in their retirement fund to save the planet. Okay, it's that simple, because the Tesla is $60,000. That's a lot when you compare it to other cars, but the Tesla, to, to the Model S's credit, it is also a lot of car. You know, the point being, no one wants to pay, no regular person outside of the, uh, out of those two groups are going to want to pay 60000 for an electric car, unless they're serious about saving the planet, which, you know, right on them. But what I'm getting at, what I'm driving at, is that those kind of people will have minivans, or Civics, or, you know, hybrid Civics, or, you know, all that sort of thing. They're not going to have fast cars, and none of those cars are fast, even remotely, unless driven by a racing driver, because if, if you're not fast at 40 horsepower, 400's not going to help you, but, you know, my point being, some of them are going to be adventurous, and some of them are going to be like, yeah, you know, let's see what this ludicrous mode is really about. Put on the ludicrous mode, Wait for someone to get a little bit far ahead from the stop, from, you know, because they're at an intersection with the stoplight. They get maybe 30 feet away. They mash their foot into the footwell where the pedal is. 
and then boom, they rerendered someone because they weren't expecting instant torque. And that's what I don't get is while the demon is faster, the kind of people it attracts, while may not be capable, we'll say, of driving a car like the demon, they'll be more used to a car like because they're more used to the higher performance that their that their performance cars give them. Whereas the Model S is just going to attract environmentalists, and they don't drive anything fast. Whatsoever, unless some of the really cool ones drive, you know, like a Viper or a you know, Lotus Elise or, you know, but, you know, the majority of them don't drive anything fast. And so I don't get why they're not banning the Model S for being too fast and on a more dangerous level. That's why I'm getting, and, you know, another example, Bugatti Charlotte, that can do supposedly 288 miles per hour when it's, when it's off the limiter, but that's, you know, risking tires, and they haven't banned that. This, this is what I mean by brand bias. I don't, now, to be fair, I don't know if we can't rule out acceleration, but they haven't asked for Tesla to ban, you know, to ban the model, the P100D. Yeah, everyone wants to ban the demon, or, well, they want to ban the demon, and I don't get it. I simply don't get it, and they probably look at Tesla more like, oh, yeah, but they make a fast car that is saving the planet, whereas this one's just polluting more than my classic, oh, uh, what's the, my classic wood fire in my house, the, you know, the chimney, the fireplace, that's the word I'm looking for, than my classic fireplace, because that pollutes nothing in comparison to the demon, which might be true, but... Yeah, that's called favoritism and bias. And frankly, if you're going to ban the demon, I want to see the Model S P100D get banned because that's only fair. Yet no one's going to do it. But yeah, kind of ranted for a little bit longer. So anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the pot or this bit of the podcast. Now we'll see you all after a word from our sponsors. I have a special announcement to make. You can now go on Amazon.com, type in the search bar "Cody's Car Conundrum," and now you can find. All of my new merch, and you can even buy a t-shirt that says, I listen to Cody's Car Conundrum. Yeah, telling people that you listen to such an awesome podcaster like me. That's not any kind of self-promotion at all. <laughs> but yes, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then buy the shirts you want. And we are back from the rant. And we should get straight into this and talk about, quite frankly, the recall. So, there's no way of sugarcoating this. Let's talk about this. Mercedes-Benz seems to be seems to prefer rolling out its recalls in the United States all at once. A few months ago, it issued sorry issued three recalls, and then another three at the beginning of the year, and another four the following month. Now it's issued a whopping eight more recalls all at the, all at the same time. The latest round of recalls range in scope from just one vehicle to over 12,000, covering a wide array of models ranging from the C-Class and Metris to the S-Class and G-Wagon. Oh, also, before I can continue on, another bit of brand bias is when Mercedes does a recall, people people blame the suppliers for all the recalls happening. Though when FCA has a recall, they just blame FCA. If you've ever wondered what brand bias is, that's it for you right there. But anyway, the largest of them affects 12,743 vehicles all of them from the 2017 model year, over non-functional seatbelt pretensioners. It covers an array of C-Class models including coupes, sedans, and cabrios, as well as the GLC crossover and an assortment of S-Class sedans, ranging all the way up to the F65 AMG, ouch, and the Maybach S600, ooh dear. A separate campaign calls in 305 Metris vans over a similar issue. 10,832 examples of the G-Class, along with another 168 C-Class and GLK crossovers, are being called in for steering couplings that may have not been tightened enough. 411 E-Class models are being called in for roof spoilers that could detach. Oh dear, too much downforce, warning, cannot compute. (laughs) while another 15 of the same need to have their instruments checked. All of three C-class 
models may have problems with improperly welded power steering motors. And one, that's right, just one, our class could have its engine shut off prematurely. On one hand, having those big numbers of recalls are scary, but also the ones, also the kinds of recalls where it says just one, I think is equally as scary. Because imagine all those owners who have, you know, an R class, and let's say they read, let's say they read stuff regularly, daily, like I do, and they see this, and they haven't gotten the notice yet, and they have no idea whether their R class has this will shut off prematurely or not. And none of the other owners do as well. The big numbers are scary, but that one R-Class shutting off prematurely, just that one, that possibility, that's just as scary. All told, that comes to 24,478 vehicles in the United States, which normally might not catch our attention. But the sheer variety of it all certainly has. And let's go to Canada, because... Yeah, Mitsubishi are in trouble in Canada. Mitsubishi Electric has been fined $13.4 million by the Ontario Superior Court of Justice. Sheriff Buford T. Justice Court of Law is what it should be called. <laughs> After pleading guilty to three counts of rigging bids. In 2009, Canada's Competition Bureau discovered that Mitsubishi had entered into illegal agreements with a competing Japanese car parts manufacturer in an, attempted, uh, in an attempt to determine who could who would win calls for bids issued by Honda and Ford for the supply of alternators and the supply of ignition coils for General Motors, Auto News reports. Since the investigation was launched, a number of other members of the conspiracy have been fined. In April 2013, Yazaki Corporation was fined $30 million by the Bureau after pleading guilty to bid rigging its contract of wire harness to, or it's probably wire, wire harnesses to Toyota and Honda. In 2016, Nishikawa, Nishikawa, whatever, Nishi <laughs> Nishikawa rubber. <laughs> this is such a shame. I'm sorry to anyone in Japan or China, whatever, wherever these companies are based, was fined 130 million in the U.S. after securing a contract with Toyota and Honda from 2000 to 2012. And Showa Corporation was also hit with a 13 million fine after supplying certain Honda models built in Canada with electric power steering gears. Acura CDX could come to the U.S. as a Mercedes GLA rival. Oh gosh, I didn't even know the Acura CDX existed. Wow. And it looks like that Honda, the Honda C CHR, or is it the HRC? No, it's a CHR. It looks like that, but with an Acura face on it. But ironically, the Acura face suits it better. And it might not entirely be based on that, but Acura did a better job with this design on that. Peugeot fires top German execs after too popular sales campaign. If you've ever wanted to know if too much of a good thing is a bad thing, well, we're about to find out. So, buckle in and we'll, we'll discover the joys of the world together. And yes, I have a very happy face on right now as a sort of condescending, yes, this is going to be awesome when, no, it's not. But anyway, let's get into it. PSA has fired three of its top executives in Germany after a sales promotion that led to thousands of Peugeot Touring being sold at more than 40% off their list price. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. They got... Okay, I got a story of my own for this. So, anyone... Have any of you heard of the game Car Mechanic Simulator 2015? Uh, side note, I learned, a, I learned a lot of, you know, how drive, drive shaft connects to the differential and whatever. So I knew basically only the bare minimal about mechanics before I played that game, and I'm now pretty... I'd say pretty decent. We were getting this game probably two years ago in 2015, and we were waiting for the discount because it was like the summer sale, or it was some Steve sale. And when the sale came on, I think it was the second time around, you know how some people bundle 
all the DLCs into some like some ultimate package. Okay, so the regular game without the DLC was like because the game I think is like twenty five bucks without sale, so it was like nineteen with sale. Or we'll just say that that that's what the situation was revolving around, and the deluxe package in air quotes was about fifteen dollars less than the base game, and then the deluxe pack had all the DLCs out at that. All the DLCs at that time, it doesn't come with any of the new ones. Well, I don't know now, they might, but at the time I got it, it was all the DLC currently available. And it was 15 bucks. And I was saying to them, are they trying to lose money? Why Why are they Why are they selling more? Well, I mean, I'm not complaining. Good on them, because I wanted that DLC, especially with the Fiat 126P in it. But as a business case, how does that make sense? Because then no one's going to buy the DLC. They have the DLC. And I, and I swear this is a similar situation, but anyway, let's see. Personal works with, or sixth, with a T, leasing an internet provider one-on-one -on -one in order to offer the two, 208 Super Mini at a monthly leasing rate of as little as 98 euros or $178 in current exchange rates, according to a report from Auto News. The offer was so popular that instead of 300 plant leases, personal leases many as 5,000 cars and under very generous conditions, which include a full insurance coverage and road tax. Yes, because as far as I know in the UK, some, some automakers will, with their small cars, actually, when, when you buy the car, you get full insurance coverage as well, which is awesome. But, <laughs> holy mess. The outcome caused criticism from some of Peugeot's German dealers not willing to match the offer, as the company most likely took a loss on these deals. No kidding. These 5,000 cars are almost twice the amount of new Peugeot 208 sold in Germany, Germany in the first quarter. The French Super Mini sold 2,749 units in the quarter, making it drop by 13% compared to last year's results. PSA hastily withdrew, withdrew the generous offer on Friday and said that three managers, Peugeot, Germany's managing director, Benno Gessler, Peugeot Citroën's head of business to business, Holger Boha, I'm, not even, I'm just going to say the first names, I'm so sorry, and the German head of the brand's leasing, leasing business, Oliver, were leaving the company effective, effective immediately. Oh, dearie me. That's a shame. That's funny, but that is such a shame. New Mazda CX-3 GT Sport announced for the UK. It'll probably be like 22, 23,000 pounds. Lamborghini just opened its largest showroom yet, and I'm looking at it. It is massive. Guess where? Well, we're about to find out. Tesla semi-truck tees promises to outtorque any diesel semi. True, but it won't get nearly half the range, which is a shame. Unless they somehow figured out a way, which would be awesome. Also, I'm going to guess before I read this, China. Well, no, Middle East. Lamborghini doesn't need big showrooms. After all, it only produces two model lines, with the third soon to come, but that hasn't stopped it from opening its largest location yet. And you can probably guess where it is. If you guess the United Arab Emirates, you are correct. Dubai, specifically, at exit... 41 on Sheikh Zayd Road, otherwise known as the E11, or the longest highway in the UAE. Yeah, of course, because, you know, all the people in the Middle East can afford gold supercars all the time. Or gold-plated supercars. Elon Musk's The Boring Company, and it's it's like boring out like a mountain, that's what it means, teases an exciting future of underground travel. And I'm going to show you guys on my blog post, as I do with all the things that have, well, with most of the things that have an image that are, you know, worthy of being shown. And... I can tell you because I've already watched the video what it does, so if you want to watch it for yourself, go ahead, but I'll just tell you anyway, so... Spoilers! Oh wait, I don't care about spoilers. So, their plan is to... Let's imagine like a car pod. You drive your car into it. It's on... 
It's it's sitting on the road in a parking spot. You drive your car onto the base of the pod. Two guards rise up. It goes down. It goes underground like an elevator, and it drives on this like railway system from you know one one point of the city to the next point. But you just sit there in your car, standing still, as the pod carries you and your car to wherever you're going. And it's actually a really good. It's like imagine subways for cars. It's exactly like that, but you don't have to drive your car down down a very steep slope. It's just on the road. And again, it's a very. I think it's actually a very very good idea. However, I would not want to know what would happen if one if a pod got derailed and if another pod was right behind it. Because on one hand, I'm not so sure the pod would be able to stop in time, and on the other hand, the person in the car that's in the pod, they're not going to be constantly holding their brakes in a panic attack. To not shoot off into the car, into the car in front of them, and have their license plate stenciled onto the victim's spine. So it's a, I think it's a really, a really good idea. But a, they're going to need a new city so that they can implement this. And b, I think it's just, a, it's a good idea, but it, it would be kind of scary. Oh dear me, I ran over again. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Now we'll see you all after a word for my sponsors. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Okay, hold on, hold on. I was just reading the comments on that whole The Boring Company thing on the, you know, underground subway for cars. And someone made the best point I've seen in this entire in this entire comment section, and it's and they say one word, earthquake. If there were to be an earthquake and you were in your car underground like that, I would hate to know just what would happen. That yeah, I'm not so again, it's a cool idea, but the more you start to think about it, the more it, it as a concept it doesn't work. It, the execution just would never work right. It's a cool idea, but yeah. Ford's profits fall 35% in difficult first difficult first quarter. Uber's self-driving boss steps aside in the midst of Waymo lawsuit. Yes, apparently there is a Waymo lawsuit, and I'm quite intrigued by it. Mysterious Porsche 911 GT3 spied, even though it doesn't have a spoiler, and it could be a new edition. Because it doesn't have a spoiler. Though, frankly, I think it might just be a new 911R. If they're making a new 911R. Tesla throws cash at German supplier to calm union unrest. Mark Zuckerberg, the guy who made Facebook, thank you, no one ever needed it, <laughs> helps construct Ford F-150s at Dearborn plant. Someone, there was this article and it said, why is Mark, or it might have been a video, and it said, why is Mark Zuckerberg making, or helping construct F-150s at Dearborn plant? And this got me thinking about all sorts of conspiracies, and we're going to quickly theorize what if this particular F-150 has, I don't know, like a tracking device or some some harmful device built into it that Mark was paid by someone, you know, government, MI6, Pentagon, someone, 
to put in this specific F-150. And all the three, you know, the government, the Pentagon, whatever, have figured out, who, you know, they have one person they want, they want to buy this truck. And they've figured out that they can make him put something in it. And they're going to do everything in their power to make that person buy this one specific F-150. I know, it's a very, it's not a very, we'll say deep conspiracy theory, but um, it's anything. And no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Not that I don't theorize the occasional conspiracy, but I, I, it's not my life. I don't, <laughs> I would go out of my way just to say, oh yeah, the government is trying, is trying to, I don't know, brainwash us through bad television. Oh wait, they're already doing that. Yeah, let, let's move on. West Coast Customs to recreate first ever Mitsubishi Model A using an Outlander Fev. Because they can. Let's go to details. Korak SUV confirms engine and tech. Porsche files pattern for unique active rear diffuser. Looks interesting. Though, of course, they didn't, you know, in this patent model like any future car because that would be, uh, let's just say that'd be teasing. And they don't want to give away anything. Or, they don't want to give away anything they don't have to give away. Which is understandable, that makes sense. Mazda CX-8 to join SUV family in Japan. 2019 BMW X5 stocked in Copenhagen. Order books for special DS7 Crossback Love Premiere now open in the UK. Fisker shows revised emotion design in new teaser. Not, a, not the best teaser, but it's not terrible. Oh hey, and the Korak SUV debuts on May 18th, apparently. Kia to invest $1.1 into Indian manufacturing plant. Formula One ditches Halo in favor of Shield concept, and I'm not sure Mr. Daniel Ricciardo is going to be a fan of that because when Red Bull put a shield on his F1 car last year, he said it looks like a riot shield. So I'm not sure the whole Shield concept is going to win over very many drivers. Hyundai Kona teased, guess it, Cherokee-esque dual. I think it's quad headlight setup to be honest. You know where it's got the small one and then the yeah, they've done the same thing. Would you invest almost $22 million into these two law Ferraris? Absolutely not. That's just, it's way too expensive. You know, why? I'm, I get, you know, sports cars and supercars and hypercars and stuff, but I'll, two law Ferraris for $22 million? Come on. Just no. No, no, no. Honda, Hyundai, and Toyota team up to mess with VW. Because why not? No one likes VW. I feel like VW has become the butt of jokes ever since Dieselgate. And you know what, I'm kind of, in a way, I'm kind of happy about that, because you know when some automakers, you know, become so big, and it's like, oh, we can do no wrong, and, you know, we're completely immortals, and anything you mortals deal with, you know, that sort of thing. I like that they've been taken down a peg, and realize they still have to work for their lunch money. Not saying that all the automakers are, all the other automakers are bullying them, taking away their lunch money. Or, sorry, no, I mean their allowance. That they still have to work to make their allowance, that's what I mean. Marcione says, Jeep and Ram are strong enough to stand on their own. Not that they will send Ram and Jeep into the fires of the competitive landscape that is the automotive industry, just saying that they're big enough that they can, not that they would. And also, I kind of agree with that, but then I kind of don't. The automotive industry is full of friendly sales competitions and battles for bragging rights, so it's interesting to learn that Honda, Hyundai, and Toyota have teamed up to mess with Volkswagen. The three companies might not have much in common, but one thing they do have is hydrogen-powered vehicles. This is important to know as the companies have come together to sign a letter urging the state of California to require Volkswagen to spend a significant portion of its $800 million settlement from the Dieselgate scandal on hydrogen refueling stations. The automakers effectively want Volkswagen, 
which doesn't make fuel cell vehicles, build stations which will make their own fuel cell vehicles more appealing to customers. This will obviously benefit them, but the rivals insist they're simply trying to get California's plan to have a 100 refueling stations by 2020 back on track. Auto News Europe reports Volkswagen wants to spend a large chunk of the EV, uh, sorry, of the, of the money on EV charging stations, which isn't surprising since the automaker already has the e-golf and is preparing to launch an onslaught of electric vehicles starting in 2020. However, other automakers aren't thrilled about certain aspects of this plan, as both BMW and Ford have expressed reservations about Volkswagen controlling a vast number of charging stations in the state. So, basically, they're just trying to get out of doing any homework. Nice. Very nice. They're just trying to... They're just trying to guilt trip VW. 2018 Opel OPC will lead to hot Commodore and Buick Regal GS. Though everyone will complain, that's not rear-wheel drive and it's not V80 enough for us. Though, I can kind of understand why. BMW 540D slated to bring diesel power to the US. Not that anyone will buy it because thank you, Volkswagen! This is the slow cap of sarcasm. Volkswagen to show two new engines at Vienna Motor Symposium. And of course, someone's gonna say, oh yes, but is there a cheating device here? They're probably just gonna almost decompose the engine, just to see. New Suzuki Swift comes with a 2,000 pounds premium over its predecessor in the UK, though I think it's about 20% better looking than its predecessor. Not to say the predecessor was a bad looking car, it wasn't. But this new Swift is just perfect for looks, in my eye. Upcoming Volkswagen T-Rock subcompact SUV officially previewed on video, and it's a very low production video. Or, or it looks like one to me. U.S. bound 2018 Toyota Yaris to start $15,635, where essentially you're still getting more car than a smart car. Audi RS3 LMS USA Clutch Sport hits the great American racetrack. Is that Coda or Sebring? Or is that uh, the other one that I can't remember the name of that they do, that they used to host NASCAR on? I can't remember what was it. Because uh, they called the Infineon on Forza 4. But what did, what did they call it in real life? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. Yeah, but whatever Infineon is in real life, and four of the four players will know what I'm talking about. BMW reveals every detail of M55i X-Drive and 530EI performance in Mega Gallery. Nissan and Mobileye to collaborate on advance, sorry, in advancing autonomous mapping. Tesla Model S loses top-ranking consumer reports due to delayed safety update. Oh dear. Volkswagen reportedly retains investment bank for possible Ducati sale. Again. 2017 Chrysler Pacifica gets new Touring Plus Edition, starts at 32360 and basically, it's the best value for money package in all the Pacifica trim lines, trim levels. Anyway guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I will see you all next week. You've just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash c slash viperforlifeacr. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.